stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Look, I know folks that, I mean, the snow situation, I mean, that's kind of been the big story over the last day and certainly the big issue down at City Hall. But we've kind of been distracted. There's been a whole lot going on on the Olympic front and a lot of information to get to just from the past couple of days. Now, as you know, November 13th is plebiscite day. And there are obviously a lot of questions ahead of that plebiscite. We still don't know, for example, uh, what the exact federal and provincial contribution would be to an Olympic bid, which obviously then has a direct impact on what Calgary's costs will be. In fact, yesterday, the mayor told the Olympic Assessment Committee that he's losing his hair and his mind over this question. Interesting phrase. There's a deeper question, though, as the city is now launching its uh, ostensibly neutral and unbiased public engagement campaign. And there is a web portal that's been set up engage.calgary.ca slash 2026 games. Just how neutral and unbiased is the city here? Now, certainly those on city council have their own views, as you would expect. There's a no Calgary group. There's a yes Calgary group. There's also the official bid committee that I guess is, is there to sell the bid. But should they be, are they actively campaigning for a yes vote? Kind of feels that way, especially with Mary Moran's comments last week. Uh, so how much is the city supporting the yes side? Well, and now we've got a story today. It was CBC that broke the news last week about the uh, possible cost overruns involving moving the bus barns. Now, the CBC has a new story today. It says a document obtained by CBC News reveals some of the details of the financial risks that Calgary would face if a bid were to succeed. Among the key risks, those Olympic revenue projections, well, that assumes that NHL players will be participating in the 2026 Olympics. And that's no guarantee. Now, some of these details were presented to city council at a closed-door meeting uh, last month, but the document was withheld by the city. Some of it has since been released, but a lot of it was redacted. So what the CBC is publishing today is that unredacted version. So joining us to try to go through all of this is uh, Ward 11 City Councilor Jeremy Farkas. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, let's start with this breaking news today that CBC has has published. And um, I mean, your thoughts on what the public's getting in terms of information, what more they, they need to be getting? Well, it's so tough because uh, myself as an elected official, I'm being muzzled. I have no idea what's secret and what isn't anymore. And I just know that you are the ones that are going to have to pay for this. And you deserve all of the facts to be able to decide whether it's worth it. So not just the uh, opportunities and benefits, but some of the downsides, the, the risks and the costs as well. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough for you guys because you're seeing a lot of this stuff, but then you're kind of bound to not disclose that information. So people aren't getting all of the relevant facts, it seems. Yeah, that's just the thing. Some people have been asking me why I'm against the Olympics, and I'm not so much for against the Olympics. I just want a great deal for Calgary. And on balance with the information that I have access to, much above and beyond what the public knows about, stuff around cost, stuff around security arrangements, Like the, probably that security piece is the one that bothers me the most. How exactly Calgary is proposing to spend more or less half of what Vancouver did 16 years after, it just doesn't make sense. But it sort of speaks to the other issue of transparency. Here. City Council spends more time making these decisions behind closed doors than any other Canadian city by a long shot, and it's well past time that this changes. 
Yeah, you know, we're supposed to be able to go into this vote with with full knowledge of what this is going to entail. And and that's what Calgarians are constantly being told by officials at City Hall and, and with the BIDCO is that, you know, it's about making an informed decision. Uh-huh. But how are Calgarians to make an informed decision if we don't have all the information? Well, exactly. I think it should be a neutral business case that's presented to Calgarians rather than necessarily a cheering squad. Uh, the city needs to give uh, Calgarians credit at the end of the day and give them all of the information because, uh, frankly, I think you're smart enough to be able to review the facts and weigh the, the costs and the risks uh, against the benefits. That sort of speaks to the engagement that's going on. Uh, I'm hopeful that the city's engagement strategy is going to help uh, citizens learn about these issues, but the fact remains that the city is now funding a yes campaign and a very, very short neutral engagement program i think it holds the it puts the whole process into question well yeah it kind of feels like that i mean we're, we're it's it's framed in a way that you know there's kind of grassroots groups out there there's a yes side and there's a no side uh and the city's just there to kind of provide information but it's it's not that simple is it well, there's actually several engagements going on when you think about it. So first is the actual plebiscite. You have the city clerk going out there talking about the date of the vote, where to vote. This is impartial, and it absolutely should be for a good reason. Say, for example, in a general election, you don't have the people running the election advising you on which candidates to support or not. They, they have to stay completely neutral. Uh, second is the big corporation that the city, federal government, and provincial government have set up. They've been given $30 million of taxpayer dollars to work with, and they're out there promoting the yes side without any limits. The third is the yes and no side. So you have no Calgary and or no Calgary Olympics and yes Calgary Olympics. The big corporation is not prohibited from working with the yes side, so there can be unlimited flow of money between the two. But the no side is very disorganized, and the benefits uh, uh, are they don't benefit at all from uh, taxpayer money. And the fourth. Part of this is the city's team. We have a team of lawyers, financial analysts, and so on, who are going through the Bidco's numbers. They're advising council in camera in these secret meetings on the risks and so on. And this was the subject of the leaked report. And this is the same team that's going to be going out and advising uh, council on what Calgarians generally think from ideally a neutral standpoint. So, but it doesn't feel then like the city's being neutral here. Oh, absolutely not. You have up to $30 million of federal, provincial, and city uh, tax dollars going to support one side. I don't blame the bid corporation for wanting to promote their bid, but I think it's it's very silly to say that this has been a, a transparent process, uh, let alone a neutral one. Well, I mean, to that, it's one thing, I, I think, for the bid corporation to say, here's the work we've done, here's the hosting plan we've come up with, we support this plan, we think it's it's feasible, it's doable, etc., the speech that Mary Moran gave last week where she was imploring people to vote yes and, and invoking the, the specter of Brexit, that, that was a very political argument to me. It, it, it wasn't really about selling what's, what's in their hosting report. I mean, it was really actively campaigning for yes votes and almost trying to shame people into voting yes. Did it come across that way to you? Uh, I, I can't really speak to that. Uh, I can say, though, that the big corporation is what they're presenting. It's it simply it's just not appealing and doesn't solve a lot of the problems that citizens at least are coming to our office, bringing to my attention. Uh, part of the reason that some Calgarians might support a bid, and there are a lot of great reasons, but it would be, say, the infrastructure that might come with it. But with this proposal, Calgarians are what they're getting for their $5.2 billion before any sort of cost escalation. It wouldn't be a new arena. It wouldn't be 
Transit Line to the airport. It wouldn't be a new stadium. Uh, we may not even get to host curling. We'd be sending key uh, events over to BC, and BC may not actually be paying for it. So it's a very interesting uh, <laughs> bid that they've come up with, and there's a lot of legitimate reasons to uh, be skeptical but not necessarily hate the idea uh, of hosting the games. Right, but the city is facing financial challenges. I, I guess, oddly enough, it's going to be mid-November, right after the plebiscite, when we see the, the four-year budget. Yeah, I raised this at council, but funnily enough, the uh, next four-year budget is going to be released the day after the Olympic plebiscite vote. And I was told uh, by the mayor at the time that this was intentional so as not to distract from the vote. But <laughs> in my opinion, I want to get an idea of uh, what sort of cuts maybe the city is contemplating, the changes in service, before I would want to undertake something so costly as the Olympics, especially when host city agreements in the past have had uh, largely the host city or country on, on the hook for all cost overruns. Well, and I mean, we've been warned about tax increases, service cuts, potentially in that budget, uh, that it's going to be a challenge to to address much of what's on council's wish list. How, How does an Olympics complicate all of that? Well, I think Calgarians just need to see the true and financial cost to host the 2026 uh, games before they vote on November 13th. Uh, they deserve to see more than, I guess, just an exciting movie trailer. They need to know the, the risks and the threats and not just be uh, fed the exciting parts. Uh, I'm going to continue to be advocating for these full financial costs uh, and risks to be released. But uh, I, was, I was very troubled that uh, we can't uh, come clean with Calgarians on what it is we know. And I wish that I could have a more thoughtful conversation with my constituents about why I'm not in favor of a bid, but really my hands are tied, yet on the other side, the, the yes side is able to throw uh, really limitless money into the, the prospect. Yeah, seems a little skewed. That's probably not going to change between now and November 13th, is it? Well, you, you heard the, the mayor admit that he's concerned about agreements for funding from the other two levels of government. Uh, the timeline keeps getting pushed back, and that's really worrying because I don't know at this point if we'll even have those assurances uh, before the November 13th vote. Uh, I need to make sure that Calgarians actually have the information that they need to be able to decide for themselves. Uh, and there was a quote yesterday. It was Evan Woolley. Uh, who said at the uh, committee that if if it's a no vote on November 13th and the bid would be dead in the water, do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if Calgarians knew what council knew uh, at this stage, uh, this juncture, they would be running away and not walking away. It's not a binding plebiscite, but you think council needs to respect it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would find it reckless to go to Calgarians and uh, want to overrule their will in such a way. I'm, I'm in favor of a lot more ballot initiatives. I don't have any issues with uh, bringing these sort of things to plebiscite, but we've seen in the past uh, council's eagerness to override uh, democratic results of plebiscites, whether it's, say, on water fluoridation and other issues. Yeah, indeed. All right, well, it's going to be an interesting few weeks here, Councillor Farkas. Thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. And October 23rd at the Haysboro uh, Community Center, we have an open town hall. I'll be hosting Mary Moran and others who can actually speak uh, to the idea of a bid. And I'd love to hear what, what Calgarians have to say. Just shoot me an email at ward11 at calgary.ca. Okay. And that's October 26th, you said? Uh, Tuesday, October 23rd. Or 23rd. From, from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at the Haysboro Community Center. Excellent. Thanks again, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, that is uh, Councilor Jeremy Farkas, Ward 11, City Councilor. So October 23rd, 7 p.m. Hillsborough Community Center, uh, an opportunity to to hear more about all of this. So, lot to digest. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at twelve thirty on News Talk seven seventy Calgary.